I think we sometimes tell ourselves like, it's just going to get better. It's just going to get better, which I mean, yeah, like, you know, I'm not saying give up on like what you're doing, but at the same time, it's like, when do you draw the fine line and say, you know what? Like, I'm going to try something new because the unknown is very scary, but it's also when new opportunity comes to play. So like you've never made 10 grand, you've never made 20 grand or 30 grand. It's like, it's not going to happen. Just like doing the same things you're doing now. All right. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Aaron here from the Remote Closing Academy podcast. And you're like, hold on, you're in person. This is weird. You can see like a little bit lower than usually on Zoom that you see on these uh, episodes. But today we're doing our first ever in-person podcast. And I'm super stoked to uh, introduce you to Daniel. He's been, um, he's on the RCA team. So, you know, every, you know, five to seven episodes, we try to bring someone in from, uh, from the team to give you not only to learn about, you know, what he's gone through and, and kind of his past, but also give some really tactical advice around remote closing, biggest mistakes, just everything across the board to help you either get started in your remote closing journey or get better and improve. So dude, welcome. How's happy, man? Yeah, man. I'm stoked. It's it's weird being in person because I'm like we're always looking at Zoom, but uh, we're in at our we're at our uh, in-person mastermind in Cabo. Um, so I'm trying to get a couple of them them knocked out. But um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good episode. So you know, as we usually do, you know, just let's let's take it back before you're doing closing stuff. Like even because I know Daniel had an agency, which a lot of us have that have transitioned into the closing space. But uh, just yeah, even before the agency, like what was what was the rundown? Man, uh. That's been a minute. <laughs> yeah. About six years ago, man. I mean, I, I got into the agency space because before that, I was, um, so I was an aspiring professional soccer player. Oh, really? So okay. I pretty much, um, I mean, at 17, dropped out of high school. I still finished, obviously, online. Uh, but I went overseas to play soccer in Spain. So Nice. How long? I did that for about three years. Okay. Three years. Was out there constantly kind of traveling, trying to just, make it and i got to play with some pretty uh pretty nice teams man and um with some injuries you know visa problems out in europe uh kind of found myself back in florida where i was kind of raised and so i was playing uh, professional well semi-professional there and um found myself in like a fitness job kind of nine to five private private gym probably like three people a day would go to his gym so so much time in my hands and uh just figured it was just uh I needed to do something more produ- productive. I knew like school wasn't for me. Parents were like, I was living at home at that time. So parents were like, if you're gonna live here, gotta, gotta yeah, do something. That's what, that's what they always do that. <laughs> um, so I was probably like 20, I wanna say 20, 20, 20, 21 at that stage. And just really wasn't trying to like figure it out. And um, like maybe some of you know, I got hit with a YouTube ad saying, hey, yep. if you can make some money, click here. But it was probably one of the sketchies ad. It was uh, Ty Lopez. <laughs> Here in my garage. <laughs> and so clicked that, went in a rabbit hole. I was like, you know what? Like, what do I have to lose? Like, don't want to go to school. And uh, that was the introduction. You know, I was like, it was just one of those things where it's like, I didn't know if I wanted to run an agency. I just knew I wanted to do something. And when I dove like head first, I just realized there's a whole world of just more than we can think. You know, a lot of times we just think that there's only like one or two things online. And uh, when I recognized there was an opportunity to make money, I just dove in started learning more on these online courses than I was actually paying for college classes. And uh, didn't even finish that program, just halfway. And I was like, I got to take action. I just got to go out there, start cold calling. When like the business of business, um, I remember my first talk, just trying to sell. I was just sweating in the car. I was like pumping myself (laughs) up. I was like putting the music. I was like, let's go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, dude, just went there. And I think it took me three months to land my first client as a, Mm. my little business owner yeah you know trying to sell marketing that was rough but um 
it's still time it's those times that like now you look back and you're like kind of grateful that i went through that just because you kind of look back and you laugh at it and you learn a lot of stuff and it's just it gives you i mean stories to to tell too so do you do you feel like um because it's interesting a lot of people that i've, I've taught well a good amount of people that we we've had on is like they've been or i mean cole's a great example too is like he was uh, he, I, he wasn't a professional athlete but he played like football like all through high school like in college so do you feel like kind of like that you know we talk about like pro athlete mentality do you think that's like kind of crept into um like you starting the business and um to some degree yeah like i think the the competitive background yeah only gives you that edge of like i'm gonna prove myself you know i'm gonna prove to these people that like, i can do it so like i said yeah i also like it was just one of those moments where it's like i didn't have a plan b <laughs> from going to soccer yeah. tennis so it's just like i needed to make something work and Kind of being a nine to five, my thing was just, uh, I mean, nothing wrong with it. Like parents uh, had a nine to five, like they did their best. Like I, I kind of like find inspiration in them, but um, I just didn't want to be micromanaged. That was my thing. It's just like not being to go on a birthday and saying, hey, I'm going to stay an extra day just because like mm-hmm. I'm enjoying myself was one of those things where I was like, I got to create something or, or I can control my time. And so like, I remember wearing my first nine to five, like I was like, oh, I'm going to like, I was telling my parents, oh, like they're not giving me more time. And he's like, my dad was like, welcome to the real world. <laughs> so I'm like, it was, um, it was like the gym job. I was telling you about oh, yeah. yeah. Working on that fitness center, it wasn't bad, man. It was like, it was a stepping stone to just making some money. Yeah. But, um, for me, I just, I don't know. I, I wanted to figure it out. So I think back to the question that, like, yeah, I think just coming from that competitive background, it's almost one of those things where it's like, you just kind of go out there f- head first and just, you try to figure it out as best as you can. Yeah. Okay, so the transition from there, so you, you jump into the agency, so you, you get that first client, I guess, what happened after that? You got that first client, um, it was crazy, because I, I mean, I, I'm Hispanic background, so going into like, it was also like a face-to-face meeting, yeah. I used to, it was normally Zoom, but got that first client, negotiating in Spanish, it was like crazy, and um, a, a month afterwards with the client, I, I landed my second client. And I was working like kind of in the real estate space. I mean, not real estate, uh, restaurant space. Okay. So rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> margins are low. Well, I mean, realtors aren't that, that much better. But. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so that was my second client. I was like, all right, at this point, I think I was making like 1800 two clients. And I'm like, wow, like I made it. Yeah. <laughs> I made it. Oh, um, I can do this. So uh, parents thought bugging me about going to school. I was like, hey, give me six months. Like, I definitely am to something. Like, I'm going to figure this out. Comes January, I lose my first clock. So now I go from 18 to back to like, a, I think like 900. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, like, what do I do now? Yeah. And, like um, a world, oh, I'm a failure. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's those times. I think it's like, everybody thinks, it's a, you know, you're going to jump in and just like, by you going through a program, you're just going to start making all this money. And it's like, what they don't tell you is like, for me, I, I remember the month we scaled to 10K, it took us 28 days. But what they didn't say is that it took me almost a year and like three months before scaling to 10K in yeah. 28 days. So it's like, comes like like for uh, New Year's and I'm just like, all right, like I'm going all in. And um, hopefully, I, I mean, thankfully I landed another client there. And we started kind of like just slowly starting to grow. But every time like I felt like I took two f- like steps forward, I'll take one back. So this wasn't consistent growth until, um, yeah, man, I mean, I was investing like smaller programs and I was like, if I'm going to make this a career path where I'm going to make a lot of money, I can't treat it 
right? Anything less than that, like, hey, if you want to drive a fast car, you're going to put fast ports. So it's like, I got to get the best knowledge and that meant going out there and spending a lot of money into the right person. Yeah. So how is the, like, I'm just kidding, just from a personal standpoint, like my parents haven't like, well, my dad specifically, so I come from like, my dad was in the military. So he's just like always like the traditional background of like, you got to go to school, you got to go to college. Same thing that you said. It's like, you know, if you're going to live in the house, you got to be either in school or you got to, you know, have a job. And, um, did you ever have anything where like, they kind of like, just didn't really understand like the money that you're making online and they still kind of like even not, not necessarily didn't trust you, but they were just like, you know, scared for you type of thing. Uh, I'm sure like they were, I, I know like when I was going to play soccer, it was almost like same thing. It's like, oh, you got to finish if I finish this thing. And I remember like that kind of had a conversation with my mother. She's like, let me figure it out. Cause I was always that person. I was always like curious and always questioning. So like, oh, oh, like what if it doesn't work out? Well, like can I always go back? You know, like I always had like a rebuttal. Or what if it does? Yeah. yeah like, but I was like, what if it does? You know? So just like, you, you kind of got to be a little bit, and I don't say delusional, but like you got to have some level of like belief that it's going to turn out whether you see it a month or two or not. Like I didn't see the agency grow after like a, like a year and three months, you know? And, and, uh, and we skyrocketed because I was like, all right, like even when it was shaky, I was like, I'm still willing to go even a step further and invest like a lot of money. Um, which most people would be like, you know, like after a year, like it's not really working. Let me go hop in another different vehicle, which I think is like, you know, like kind of a mistake a lot of people do. Um, also keep in mind it's a very complex vehicle running an agency. Yeah. It's not like closing or setting, which is like you're doing one task. Uh-huh. Running an agency, you got to do 10 things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's such a huge thing. And like uh, elements of what you just said in terms, I mean, when you boil it down, it's like patience and like just setting the right expectations. But back to what you just said is like, you know, the other like gurus that are t- selling you like Amazon FBA, dropshipping, whatever, is like they, they tell you like, oh yeah, you could make like a ton of money, but it's like they, to get you into their programs, they're like, oh yeah, it's gonna be quick and like that type of stuff. But you know, I'm sure you do the same thing like on all your sales calls. Like I'll never say in a podcast or a video, like this is a quick way to make money. Like there are people that come in and they crush it, but like that's a you know percentage of the people that do come in and it's like they have to, they're learning a brand new skill set. And just like anything, it's like, if you're going to start playing soccer or if you're going to you know, start, I don't know, dancing or whatever, it's like, you're not going to just get it out of the bat. It's like, you learn a ton of stuff and then it gets easier as you pick up like a lot of the fundamentals. So that's, yeah, that's, that's a huge part. I want people to take away. Yeah. I agree with that. I think, um, I mean, I'd never say it's going to be easy. I sometimes even like say, Hey, this is going to be already like, you sure you want to do this? Um, just cause it's like, I mean, that's a mentality you got to come with. And obviously there's vehicles to vehicles. I think in agency, you got to do 10 different things and learn 10 different skills for you. It's like sell a client, manage a client, get results for a client. So it's like the time for you learning all those things takes away from the focus of just selling, which is why I think like this business model is so lucrative for someone just maybe starting off or even in the standpoints, like you're kind of fed up running the business and you're just like, I'm spinning my wheels. Like I'm not taking home what I want to. I'm kind of frustrated. Um, I mean, someone's starting off, obviously, I think it's just like, hey, focus on one thing or someone who's been running a business for a while and just they're not where they want to be. And it's kind of one of those things they're not feeling fulfilled anymore. Um, it's kind of like a shift. It's like a, a quest. I see live as, as, a, as a game. It's like, we'll go on the side quest because it's like, I think it's just going to be a lot more uh, lucrative for you and maybe find more fulfillment like God did. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're in the agency and then so you're doing restaurants and we're talking before that you, you've been transitioned to real estate. So like what? What made you transition from restaurants into real estate? And like, what was that, that side quest? Yeah, that was interesting. Cause uh, 
I mean, it's it's uh it's kind of like right before New Year's and I uh, um what year is for perfect? This was I think 2019, 2018, 2018 going into 2019. Um, I'm deciding I'm going all in. Like I have to lose my first client, and um, I get hit up like from a uh, like for a close my colleague, and she was like, hey. Uh, someone kind of called in my university looking for advertising. And I was like, well, I do advertising. <laughs> so it's like passing me the number. And so I called this real estate agent and I'm like, I think going from like brick and mortar, like chiropractors, like um, restaurants, like it's a whole different game in the real estate. Cause I think the marketing is just like somewhat, it's a lot, it's a high rate of hit and like longer sales. Like, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to figure it out. And um, I call all my store kind of saying, hey, I can help you out, things like that. So we finally land a meeting and um, longest process. I think I like closed them for like in a span of two months and a half. Like just, we had three meetings. And um, when we finally closed was like New Year's, like literally the first, I looked at my phone, I have an invoice paid and the guy's just like, hey, let's get this. So I'm like, yeah, like we're, we're back growing. But this time I was like, I'm going to stick with me real estate because of the, like the bigger, um, high ticket you know it's like restaurants just the margin is so low you gotta like kind of sell in the valley long term so that's how i got into real estate and i started liking it more just because it's like more of the business world and yeah. you know the reason why for me i think i had an easy transition to like wanting to grow or do something online was i kind of lost myself in a sense like i did playing soccer soccer is like i woke up i played went to gym came back probably like took a nap played again yeah. um Whereas the agency was like, wake up, go to his nine to five job and just figure shit out. And all day I would just be trying to figure it out. So I kind of lost myself in the same realm. And I think just that helped me push through, right? Than most maybe average person that would have been like, like getting frustrated because it's not happening as quickly as they wanted to. Mm-hmm. What would you say? Is, Cause I think that's a, it's a, we've, there's multiple times we've kind of talked about that. What would you say to someone that's like in that kind of that same like rut or like maybe in that same mindset of like, they don't have the experience that you have of knowing that it's going to take a little bit longer and you've set the right expectations. Just any, any maybe advice that you would give to someone that is in that position. They're like, it's not happening fast enough. Like, you know, I need to like, I need to have it. Like, what, what would you say? Yeah. Well, I think, um, I heard this quote once, I think it's from Tony, uh, Robbins, you know, he's saying like a lot of times we overestimate what we can do in three years. Um, and underestimate what you can do in like yeah in, yeah six or something yeah like when we other estimate what we can do in five or like you know a little longer and so like even if it does take you an extra three six months it's like hey you're still gonna get to the destination at some point like you always got to believe you got like you're going to you know so it's like whether it takes you an extra three months like great like now you made it in a sense right to that destination i think it always continues growing yeah. but um but I'll, like, that's my biggest advice is just like, if it's not happening yet, like, yeah, like reassess, like, okay, am I, am I just working mindlessly, like mindlessly just putting all this time and effort and like, you know, hard work to it, or am I actually being efficient? How can I maybe get better? Like, how am I doing this? I just start questioning, asking the right questions. And it's kind of like in life, like, I think it's just your reality is in this sense of like the questions you ask yourself. So if, like the better questions you're asking yourself, the better answers you're going to find you're probably going to be able to improve much faster and speed up the result. Okay, sweet. So you go through, you're, st- you're still working with the, the real estate agent. So what was, what was like that process? And like, I guess, did you scale quickly? Like, I guess maybe like biggest, like bottlenecks, I guess you saw with uh, with working with them. Yeah, just, uh, I mean, it's just in general, like running an agency, running a business, starting off. 
you know, it's, it's good creating your own thing, but at the same time, I think if someone's starting off, like just learning one skill set, like sales, it's one of like the most lucrative things you can do because it can go in so many directions, like high ticket closing, or now you are good enough to actually bring in clients consistently. And that was our biggest bottleneck, you know, like sales just wasn't there. So it's like, we will close a client and I wouldn't close another client for maybe in a month or two. And by the time that two, three months have passed by, I've lost that client and I'm just now signing a new one. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, oh, back and forth, man. To the point, like, again, we, um, you know, most people probably would have been like a little bit scared. And I was also scared very, very much. It was like, am I like in the right vehicle? And not kind of question myself. But um, I decided to go all in and I invested into a high ticket program. It's so, uh this time, um, it was like, you know, I'm one-on-one mentor, coach, and like, that's really a thing, like combined with already all the things I already knew and like my ambition of just like, I'm going to make this work. Uh, yeah, we scaled up. Um, this was like fast forward to October of that year. So 2019 to about 10 K, uh, within 28 days. Nice. So, so what were you before? So you're at like one or two? two? Yeah, I was like two, like one or two, maybe three at most. And then we'll always go back so from like two ish to like 10k within 28 days and that's like the figure everybody in the online space is just kind of like oh i hate that 10k yeah, it's actually funny i was thinking about that the other day um because back when i had like i'd started my first agency we are not we but i started a uh deal rob quinn yes i heard the name so um I, back in the day like he was uh like we were both like kind of starting at the same time and i remember starting a series with him like at the time like everyone was like 10k 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 and you know like a lot of the facebook groups are like six figure agency it's like and then obviously over the years like seven figure agency eight figure like everyone just like he was like leveling up and uh yeah i specifically remember making like a series that was like 50k a month agency or something on on my youtube channel and uh yeah it was just like it's just kind of cool to, to look back but like back to your point it's like 10k was like that kind of like gold standard like if you hit that it's like oh you made it but like as I mean, i'm sure you run into the same thing too but like in entrepreneurship it's like you were never satisfied. <laughs> and it's like, you hit the 10K, and you're like, well, I hit 10. Like, what got to do now? It's like, you hit 20, and you hit 50, and it's like, you're always like trying to, trying to beat yourself. That's true. Um, especially in an agency where like, not everybody's, not everything's profit. 10K is revenue. Yeah. So it's like, what are you really taking home? Yeah. So after that, you're like, oh, I need, like, I need more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was, I tell the story all the time, but we, with the, with the real estate agency, we went from like, zero to 80 grand a month probably in like three months like three or four months but i had two business partners we were spending a ton of money on ads um and i was like me like at, at the end of it i was maybe making like four grand a month like it was like not good and then tennessee's and like all that stuff so it was uh it was not what it was made out to be it was not eighty thousand a month <laughs> so okay so you're working with realtors and then i guess what was that transition from that into um you know, doing the sales stuff a little more full-time. Closing, yeah. So that was like ending 2019. Who to know that 2020 was going to be a shake-up year? Yeah, exactly. So, but I had that realization too, like coming to end of 2019, starting 2020, I was like, what I paid myself, like after reinvesting into like mentors, taxes, like ads, like all that stuff, I was like, I could have probably worked at like a fast food chain yeah. and like made more money and less stress. Yeah. And last time than I would have just did now. But it's almost one of those things, again, like I, I really look at life like game and I was like, I mean, it was a fun year. Let's see what we can do next year. But now like, let's take the best takeaways, obviously learn from what we like 
you know, did wrong and things like that. And like, let's really implement that this year. But instead of like working hard, let's work more efficiently. Yeah. So starts starts off um the year to a blow. I remember we had like one of the best <laughs> ads like ROI. We we put like fourteen hundred bucks into ads. Yeah, it was like fourteen hundred, fifteen hundred bucks, and um we got like about twenty k back. Nice. Yeah. So I was like, I figured out. This I'm like, a I'm, like <laughs> I'm like that's it. I got the formula. <laughs> Gonna go ahead and put all this money to ads. And then that was, um, yeah, I mean, we obviously started scaling up like that. And then COVID hits hard. Real estate space not considered essential. Ads start flopping. Clients, literally overnight, we uh, we probably had a bunch of email. I, mean, I think we had like probably 20, almost a little under 30 clients. And um, all the emails started flooding in, like cancellation, cancellation, pausing, pausing, pausing. Yeah. We lost almost like 90% of our clients overnight. Oh, man. So that was rough. Um and that was like, the, I guess the shift for me that I was like, I don't know if I'm enjoying this anymore. You know, like, am I truly doing this because I want to grow a business and I'm passionate about growing a business or like, am I really doing this? Cause like, I just want to make money online. And, um, the answer was clear. It was like, I just want to make money online. I wasn't kind of passionate about selling to real estate agents and doing that stuff. So that's when, um, an opportunity came in. I, I was uh, in the same high ticket program that I bought. Uh, it was like a 10k program. I uh, they were looking for a closer, and at the time, um, you know, I was like very well connected to mentor. I was just kind of like also like, hey, like I don't know if I should like my, run my agency or not. And he was like, listen, like you have the skill now already to do it. Worst things worse, you go back, and maybe the next stage of what you're gonna do doesn't work. And that is, is like why I tell a lot of people myself because like worst case that. It just doesn't turn out like you wanted to. Like you already have whatever you've been doing for the past few years under your belt. Yeah, it kind of sucks. You maybe waste a little time, but it's like it goes back to what if it turns out better than you thought. And so I jumped um into that team, and team was full of savvy. And I was like, I was like, I came in, I was super intimidated, and I was like, again, the athlete mentality. I'm gonna prove to myself or to prove to others that I can stay in this team. You know, it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to perform. And yeah, like that's how I made that transition into uh, what we call high ticket clothing. Yeah, there's um, there's a lot of stuff that you that you mentioned. I think uh, the biggest thing is just because even still at this point, um, it's definitely over the last year has become more uh, like known in terms of like remote closing and appointment setting stuff like that. But back to what you said is like I was never I was never really passionate about. Like I, I loved helping realtors because it was like you, us doing what we did, like generate leads, like as a byproduct, they would get more business, like provide for their family, whatever. But like, I was never a real estate agent. So yeah, like, I can't, I attempted to get my license with the fake and which like, God, uh, but it was like, I was never a real estate agent. So I couldn't ever really like fully connect with that person. Yeah. But when it's like kind of the transition to what we do now is like, I was an agency owner. I was someone that thought that you needed, you didn't have to own a business to make like CEO level money, right? Yeah. But you know, when you when you kind of re- make the realization that like you know this kind of opportunity is you get all the up, like I wouldn't say all the upside and none of the downside, but I mean, I always talk about how we're literally getting paid to learn, you yeah. know, and like you get paid to learn, and like business, like business owners, like they instead of having to spend 1400 bucks is like the business owner pays for the calls and you just take the calls. Yeah. And you take the calls and you bring it back to the, you know, the sales team leader, whatever. And they're literally just telling you how to get better and how to get really good sales. And then back to what you said is 
if you do decide like, hey, down the road, I want to start an agency, not only do you have the skill set that you need to like grow the business, but you also have capital, which you kind of need there you go. <laughs> in order to in order to build a business. So yeah, there's a, I think that's the kind of the underrated thing that no one really it talks about. Yeah. I mean, I, even, even like current business owners, you know, like in a sense, I already had a business and um, I, I knew like I could have maybe gone back and restructured it and like done the same process. Like I'm going to make this time better. I think we sometimes tell ourselves like, it's just going to get better. It's just going to get better, which I mean, yeah, like, you know, I'm not saying give up on like what you're doing, but at the same time, it's like, when do you draw the fine line and say, you know what, like, I'm going to try something new because the unknown is very scary, but it's also when new opportunity comes in play. So like you've never made 10 grand, you've never made 20 grand or 30 grand. It's like, it's not going to happen. Just like doing the same things you're doing now, you know? So it's like, it could, but it's like, there's going to be switches. You're going to be a different person, um, things like that. So, uh, for me, like going into remote closing is one of those things where it's like, it kind of brought the drone back with like something new and then like, again, like what if it's possible? And, um, I had, still had the agency of few clients here and there. So I like a little bit cushion, but I, uh, I go back to your point. Yeah. Like it's, it's one of those things where you don't have to put the risk up front in a sense. It's like you, you take a bet on yourself. Cause like we, if you're doing this and like you are going to invest into a coach or a mentor to you know, teach you sales, which I recommend, I, um, it's like, that's like you putting money into yourself, which is the best investment you can really do at the beginning stage just yeah. as you build capital. And then obviously you can look at real estate, passive income, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that you, that you mentioned that, uh, that I think is really important for people to understand is like, you never really know, you never know what's going to come from like the decisions that you make today. Right. So like back, you know, and, and what you were talking about is you're, you're going to school and you saw an ad and you decided to click the ad and then like jump into that course. And then going to the course, you started the agency and whether the agency, you switched to real estate, you went real estate. And then that's how you got like through that investment to the higher ticket coach, you then created those relationships. So then like kind of jump into that. So you never, like, there's so many little things that wouldn't have happened if you didn't like bet on yourself at the beginning. There you go. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I talked a lot of <laughs> people in RCA, like, you know, like current salespeople, people obviously just getting to sales and um, a lot of people like neglect training because like they feel they don't need it. But, you know, a lot of times it's not just the training, it's the connection. It's the leverage you have because it's like a lot of times, and this is what I, so on that offer, like I ended up making a lot of money and it wasn't because I was the best on the team. Like there's actually people that had twice, three times the experience I had in the industry already, like as far as selling. But what I did have is obviously like a hunger that I was going to like make it happen. But at the same time, I, uh, I had the leverage to get on the offer in the first place. And it was a really good offer. So being that it was a really good offer, if I wouldn't have had a connection, I probably would have not gotten an offer, which I would have started in a lowering company, trying to work my you know, way up. And, you know, obviously that's a struggle that some people go through because they're, like, they're trying to figure out themselves. But hey, if you have someone who can help you, you know, just get in the right opportunity, that's 50% of the work. Finding the right company. Yeah. Back to, uh, to your point, I want to say this, like anyone that's watching this, but it's like, if it, it bothers my mind sometimes when, you know, someone that will like come on a sales call and they're like, yeah, I like have everything that I want. It's like, well, then why are you on the call? <laughs> it's like mad everything. We wouldn't be talking. So if you're watching this video and you're like, no, I don't need training. I don't need help. Like humble yourself a little bit, <laughs> at least have the conversation and, and, and keep an open mind. Cause it's yeah. again, so many different things can happen from it. So um, okay, so you were how I guess how long were you in that offer? And then if I mean if you don't mind, like I love pe giving people like an idea of like income potential and stuff. So I guess what was like maybe your best month? Like, that. Yeah, my uh, my best month on that offer was uh, about eighteen k. Nice eighteen k. And so what was a good offer? 
<laughs> How long did it take you to get to like that? Yeah, it was um a good like five months because uh you know I started I started off like kind of taking a few calls and ramping up. So for month one, I made like four grand. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Then like seven, then nine, and then like twelve, and then like boom, we hit it, dude. Like just I, I don't mean to cut you off, but like that's such a good that's such a good point of it's like the compound effect, right? So in those in that like first year right where you weren't really like making ton of money it's like you were learning all the skills that you needed to in order to get to a point where your income is then like exponentially increased right because like you're talking about corporate america it's like you gotta work for like five years to get a dollar increase per hour right where you were getting you know four grand seven grand it's like you're getting thousands like yeah thousands yeah. more per month because you we're getting better so no, no, you make a great point. I think, in, in, I mean, there's one thing I can like tell people are already selling is like don't neglect development or performance. You know, because the performance is going to come because of the development that you're yeah. doing. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that's like the one thing I knew is like I needed to perform and like I needed to show myself I was going to like be worthy of saying this team, but I never stopped like working on myself. And I think that's like what a lot of people sometimes do when, when they do find a good company and like it's a high performing company, it's like, Oh, like I got to put the extra hours to like maybe make more sets, more closes, which, you know, you do in a sense, like you want to make your mark, but like if you're taking 10 calls and closing two people and I'm taking five calls and closing two people, the same, you know, we're making the same money. I'm just more efficient. And so like the question is always, how can I become like more efficient? How can we become better? So the time from I am working, I'm like killing it. So that was always my train of thought. It's like, cause like agencies, like 10 hour days, 12 hour days, yes, you know? <laughs> Coming at the this, minimum <laughs> yeah and coming to this it's like i mean i didn't have the mentality start off and that's the thing where a lot of people was like oh i just want to make money like work less like great like that should be a goal but just know that like, if you're going to get in the online space it's going to require time effort and so at the beginning that might not happen right away like i was still you know taking my six calls a day seven calls a day and then still putting in two three hours worth of training so i was still doing a 10-hour day but i saw that as the longevity of like reducing my time frame of like how much time i'd really have to take calls yeah so it from that point or actually before we make the transition i want to make it a little more tactful of like so in that you know the, the the ramp period what was maybe your biggest challenge that you see uh, well so what was your biggest challenge but also a, a, a challenge that you see other people that jump into sales kind of like struggle with and maybe just like how to get out of that or not make the same <laughs> Biggest challenge? Um, that's a great question. I think, I mean, for me, making the transition from an agency to now a closer, it was like a relief now because one, like obviously now I was taking home money, like everything that I made was profit. Um, obviously the time frame that I put into, I saw direct ROI and I didn't have to, you know, working with employees, things like that, or just team members. I think the biggest challenge I faced, um, was going back to not thinking like the old self of like more hours equal like better performance because again like there was a period where like i was scaling up and then performance started kind of going down and i got in forget how to close overnight so like what was happening i was like i was way too attached to like making more money i was way too attached like again the outcome and i think a lot of salespeople, even like veterans at times we sometimes get too caught up into like the idea of making like more and more and more yeah um so we start getting too attached to like selling and you know at the outcome itself the goal in general 
And I think if you start seeing things as a transactional, you know, I'm not like, hey, I'm actually here, like I'm helping others, I'm kind of grateful. Uh, it kind of plays into your performance very heavy. So that that was my biggest challenge is like, how do I now like that I'm making all this money and I, I know there's a pathway to make even more. How do I still continue like wanting to be in this cause for the people and showing up for them opposed to just having like selfish reasons being Yeah. That's a good point and something that um I'm sure not a lot of people really really kind of get or like know how to get over set. That's super helpful. So what was the, yeah, so transition. So you're working on that offer. I guess why, like, how do you transition into, I guess, this company and like, what was the reason or goal? Yeah. <laughs> that was a good transition. So, I mean, a uh, year in probably a little like other, no, I think it was like a year. I last in that offer. Things started kind of changing at that offer, like management switches, um, you know, CEO was kind of stepping back, signing up like a CEO. And I was kind of just not um, in alignment to where they're heading and and uh, and just kind of some of the changes. And so that was the cool part, which was like now that I was like, crap, like here we go again. Like gonna have to make a transition or like maybe figure something out new. I This time I wasn't scared. Um, obviously like I would say change is always a little scary, but this time I was like, I now know I have a skill and I'm good at the skill. I have a track record, like, Obviously, I've made some cash. Um, there's obviously other companies that need my help. Yeah. And so um, I was in the same offer as a co- like colleague, one of my best friends, Temple. He actually works for a company yeah. as well. So we were, we were both calling the same offer. And I think at the time, he left to work Cole, like a little bit sooner. And I, uh, I transitioned out to work with a different company with the lead way of like now becoming like a sales manager, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's how I first like landed that job. Um, same thing, like kind of like not well known with the skill set, with the track record. It was like a little bit easier now to just come in and, and find a job. And uh, I worked there for like a few months, like nine months. Great offer too. Like still made six figures. I was only with them like about nine months. So still like surpassed six figures with them. Um, but it just wasn't an industry I was passionate about, which was like marketing, back to the marketing space. But uh, helping like, you know, like beauty professional, things like that, which which was good. But for me, I just didn't find myself like waking up and again, like wanting to like help this person, this this avatar. And um, I was kind of doing the service to the people I was talking to. Yeah. So that's when I was like, all right, like I have a skill, but I also want to find something I'm passionate about. And um, and yeah, I was in a UFC fight. Oh. I was in a UFC fight in Vegas. Cole was out there as well. Uh-huh. And uh, we kind of just like, Pumped in each other. It was kind of letting them know, like, hey, I'm also looking for like an offer. Like, nice. I'm um, I'm kind of planning like what's my next move. And at the time, yeah, like an open position. I think recruiting and maybe in the next sixty days for a closer. And I was like, yeah, like um, I'll be open to to exploring that. And uh, yeah, got me made the connections, hopped an interview, and the rest was history. Nice. That's that's so. Uh, I mean, even back to to the decision thing, it's like you can't make that up. Like you can get big up, like meeting, you know, someone in person. But that also goes back to like just how uh, I think a, a common misconception, at least from, you know, people that I've talked to and like a lot of questions on like YouTube videos is, uh, you know, is there like actually companies out there hiring for, you know, for this type of thing? Like it, because it's like we know because we, we've been in the online space for, you know, a handful of years. So it's like we know how many online companies there are, but other people don't really understand that. But it's just like there's so many companies I and mean, the event we're at right now. There's over 150, like eight or, you know, seven, eight figure business owners that are looking for, you know, actively looking for yeah. closers, closers, salesmen. Like it's, it's insane how much is out there. And 
back to your point of, um, you know, the, the, just the different types of offers is like, you know, the, you were doing like an agency growth offer and then, uh, you know, beauty professionals, like marketing stuff. And then now kind of like what we're doing now is there's no drought of like different types of offers. So when people come in, it's like, if you want to do something around spirituality or dating or making money online or marketing or whatever, it's like back to, you know, what you said too about like being passionate about is like, there's, there's almost, a, I can almost guarantee there's an offer for whatever you're interested in. hundred percent. And I mean, just jumping in there. Cause like, I remember like, obviously this was a uh, 2020, so about three years ago. So I'm still kind of like remembering everything, but it's funny. I mean, obviously I met going, it was just like a random person kind of like, kind of backtrack a little bit in that first offer again because i had leverage connection to get in that offer they actually became one of cole's clients and this was cole when he was just starting to kind of scale up the b2b side and so cole you also actually do like one-on-ones with the sales team he was the one training the sales teams i remember like i was just that person that like as soon as we had the opportunity to get like a call review or like especially obviously someone who was like very well known in sales i was like here you go i'm the first and so i remember him reviewing some of my calls and um I think that's like also for existing like salespeople that are maybe like trying to say like, how do I get better? Or like, do I really need training? It's like, you just don't know what you don't know. And at the time I was making about 12 grand and Cole reviewed one of my calls and he was like, dude, like, this is brutal. This is bad. Like, like you can't even speak. He's like, you can't even speak. And I was like, whoa, I was just like blown out. But, um, it was because of like taking that criticism and like putting myself in a like, opportunity where yeah, I had like the the blessing to be in this company that obviously invested with Cole. But if I hadn't, like I would have gone out there and invested myself to get kind of crushed on how do I like, you know, rebuild myself to get even better. And I think that's what a lot of people like like is just again that development that leads to more money. You know, it's like, hey, the better you get, more money's gonna come. It's not always about, you know, how do I find a new offer, how do I find like better opportunity. So that was how I kind of met Cole. And so when we ran into um interviews fee. I mean, he knew who I was. He was like, Hey, what's up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, okay. So I guess, so how, I guess at this point, how long have you been on the team? And I guess just overall experiences and maybe some like some tips you would give to like newer closers or maybe you know, anyone that's in the, in the sales space of like, just like things of like, here's some tips to like ramp up, like see your, see quicker success, stuff like that. Yeah. I've been, uh, I've been with Cole now on the team for about a year. Yeah, I think it was like a few days ago, it was the year mark. And uh, I mean, the ramp up for me was pretty, pretty fast. Like I, I, I knew the drill now. Um, but obviously being around the team, seeing new people come, obviously some go. I've seen that like what helped me um, get to the level of the group where I came in and like started crushing out and get to the water was like what I've been kind of mentioning is was like, hey, I'm going to make sure that um, I'm going to be a sponge to like learning everything that, you know, Cole has to offer because now I'm like in the best high ticket closing space to learn. So it's like, even though I was still considered really good now, making a lot of money, had a good track record, I just never had an ego to say, hey, like I can't learn. And like, that's one of the biggest things I think, um, like Mitch, who's the president of the company, like I've seen like his, like what he's made, where he's gotten. And like the person that's making 20 grand thinking he's like the best in the world, right? Is never going to get 40. Or the person that like, thinking that he's the best at 40, he's never going to get 60. So I came in like with a very humble mentality, trying to learn from everybody, knew I would like just crush, but at the same time, like how can I just soak everything up and then craft my own form up to success? And so again, goes back to not neglecting development and growth for goals. 
I always think like, if you want to grow, don't focus on the goals, how much you want to make, like, you know, how, like your closing percentages or like how many clothes you want, just focus on the growth and goals are just going to come because of the growth. Yeah. I love that. So what's, um, what would you say? Cause we're, uh, I don't know if, how much we're at at this point. We have to go back to the presentation here soon, <laughs> but what would you say to someone that is, uh, you know, maybe kind of in that say like similar, uh, situation of, you know, they, maybe they're running a business right now. And, you know, they, they, they are kind of like open to the idea of maybe like transitioning to be a closer. Like what, I guess, you know, I'm sure you talk to a lot of people like that. So like what, what's like the conversation that you usually have to, to help them understand? Like, you know, there's, yeah, it's cool what you're doing, but like, there's a lot of opportunity out there as well. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you're kind of in the, I mean, it's really two like boats you're on. It's either like you're in a position, whether it be a nine to five or in a business that like maybe you're making decent money but you're not 100% satisfied. I mean, one thing is being happy and another thing is like, I know I'm not fully satisfied. Like I can still obviously maybe make more, feel like I can make more. I mean, that kind of just brings frustration if you don't really, as I guess, as just a person, per, pursue that and see where your potential can be. So if like if you're the, in that vehicle, I would say it's like, try something new, right? Because at the end of the day, if like you fully are aware where you're trying to go, you're just not there, you know? Yeah, you can keep yourself telling yourself it's going to get better. It's going to get better. But at some time, at some point, you got to get real with yourself and say, hey, like, what's the worst thing that can happen? You know, it's like, what's the worst thing that can happen? I can always go back and do this. Um, and it's like, if you have clear, uh, in a sense of what you want, you know, like, I think clarity is very important. A lot of people are like, I just want to make more money. Well, great. Have you set down and have you gotten clear of like, well, what would you do with that money? Oh, I'm going to invest in real estate. I mean, for what? You know, to make more money, just to make more money, to make more money. So it's like, you got to get clear on why you're doing stuff because with clarity, you're going to be able to move just more, um, just more tactically. You know, it's like, Hey, does it make sense for me to make this jump right now? That's like my biggest recommendation. I always tell people, it's like, Hey, there's obviously a reason why we're on this call. Like if you're, everything's so good, it's like, you wouldn't be even like back of your mind thinking, clicking an ad. It's like, there's something going on that maybe it, it could just be that you've been in the same spot for the past few years. And you just kind of lost a sense of growth of like putting yourself in the edge of like that challenge again. And it's like, that's what I love about this industry. Cause it's like commissions are capped. So it's like, there's always an edge on next step. Like you can hit 20 grand and be like, great. Now I'm my biggest competitor, right? How can I get next month even higher or even continue growing? Um, and so that's what I love. Like you're always on the edge in this industry. Cause it's like, you got to perform if not, there's hundreds, thousands of other people like ready to take that goal. But then it's at the same time, there's also a sea of opportunity that it's like, if you continue developing yourself, more opportunity is going to come, whether it be your organization or you're going to go into leadership positions. And so I just think the growth potentials in this industry, man, are so high. And going back to like a lot of times, like business owners, like, what are you really taking home? Like, yeah, you might like be sexy numbers on papers, but like, yeah. what are you actually taking home? Because I know for an agency, for me to be bringing in 20, even 30 grand a month, right? Just take on profit to my pocket. I know as an agency, I'd have been bringing it at least, at least bare minimum, 60 to like 80 grand a month, just after expenses, yeah. minimally to be taking home profit to your pocket, pay out 30 grand. Not to mention the stress of like running an $80,000 yeah. business. Deal like con weighed. Yeah, you got to weigh like both sides. Yeah. So that, that's what I'd say that, that bucket, obviously the bucket is like, the people that are never really maybe haven't found the right vehicle yet, you know, like maybe they're nine to five. They want to inspire, like to do something different. Maybe it's the first thing they're going to step into or they've tried a couple of things and it just hasn't gone their way. So it's like, I get it. 
you've been to a restaurant, you got food poisoning. So it's like, do you really want to go back? But um, I would just say it's like those type of people. It's like I was there once too. And it was like, for me, it was the agency, you know, and I got work extremely hard. But it's like, you know, if you're in that stage, I always like to say it's like, you just got to keep on going till you figure out, right? Like the vehicle for you. And I think just right now in the age we live in, and just, there's no more simpler way, I believe, to get on, like to get online and make money, whether it be setting for a different company or closing for a different company. It's like, again, they take the risk. They're doing, he- I mean, they, they are giving you a lot of trust. That is why the skill is important, but they do majority of it, the fulfillment and your goal is to really just do one task. Yeah. And that is really good at it. Yeah. Really good at it. So it's like, if you're in that stage, 100% would recommend like just getting into um, the space, right? Seeing, you know, it's, I, I don't know, a lot of times I got discouraged when I'll see other people like, damn, like they're really making 20 grand, like 30 grand. Like, yeah. is that really like realistic? But it's like what I used to live before, I used to think this reality, what I'm doing now is unreal. And now I see people doing three times as much as I'm making. And I'm like, great. Like I now know, like it's just a different, it's a little different reality of what you currently live in. And if no other other people around you is doing it too, my brains didn't run a business. They were nine to five. So it's like, I kind of just had to make my own path in a way. And um, by you embracing that journey and just taking the chance on yourself, not letting other people install doubt. Like, I just think that the, the sky's the limit, but there's a lot of opportunity out there. Mm-hmm. What would you say, uh, this is probably like the last, the last main question and we'll, we'll kind of transition out, but uh, what, what do you think is the biggest objection that, that you get on like your sales calls of like people that are, I mean, basically objections that anyone that's listening to this would be like, uh, no, like, should I look at a call? Like, or should I have a conversation? Like, what, what's the biggest objection you can see? Um, what in reality, like, I would say like, you know, a lot of people like try to handle directions, like, oh, think about it, spouse, fire. I think it really just comes down to uncertainty. Okay. Uncertainty. And like that can like obviously sprout into like a few roots, like, you know, uncertainty in whether it be finances or uncertainty in themselves or uncertainty on the opportunity itself. So it's like when you get clear on like where the uncertainty is going, you can really tackle that, right? And explore why that's there. You know, if it's money, well, okay, what's the uncertainty there? Yeah, you know, did you invest not have a great opportunity? Are you limiting resources to like, you're very cautious of what you're doing, right? If it's, if it's uncertainty on, um, you know, confident themselves, like why, right? Um, and same thing goes on the on the process, you know? It's like, hey, if this wasn't something that to some level degree really interested in you, you wouldn't really be exploring it this far. You wouldn't be watching podcasts. You wouldn't be like clicking an ad or considering doing it. So it's like, you know, if it's uncertainty on the, on the product, which is, that's okay you know obviously there's millions of people that can kind of help you they you probably see all these ads i can help you i can help you right um just get clear you know get the data organized like what is the you know like what does this person do how can they help me do i feel like they matched like what i'm looking for and if it is great like let's jump at it so it's just really i think the biggest objection is uncertainty just kind of going back to that and just knowing how to navigate that to see which of the the roots is that person experiencing it sweet so give you a last question. So here's what I'll do. I want you to give uh, just like your biggest like piece of advice, tip, golden nugget you would give to someone that's, um, and I'll give you like 30 seconds to think about it. I'm going to do the outro, but uh, just, yeah, biggest piece of advice that you would give to someone that like, it could be any type of avatar, whether it's someone that's currently in, in remote sales, someone that's thinking about it, just like biggest, biggest tip that you would give. And I'll, I'll, I'll do this outro and then give me an answer. <laughs> so those of you that are listening, I mean, up to this point, kind of what, what uh, we we're just talking about is like, 
you know, if you if you've made it this far into this episode, there's a good chance that like you should probably just have a conversation with us or at the very least um, in the description down below, you know, in, on the podcast, in the show notes, there's a link to a video. And that's just going to break down more or less what remote closing is, appointment setting, um, how I'm a business partner, Cole got started. Um, was able to go from like making 50 grand a, a year um, up into making um, over, you know, more than a neurosurgeon in 12 months by leveraging what we're talking about, remote closing, um, setting, just sales in general. So if you want to check that out, again, there's no obligation to, you know, buy anything on that video. You watch the video, super valuable stuff, take some notes on it. Um, there is some options at the end if you want to jump into like one-on-one mentorship, but literally if you just watch the video, you'll have a pretty good understanding of how to get started um, and start learning a little bit more about the industry. So Hopefully gave you enough time. What you got? Yeah. Um, biggest advice, man. I would just say, like, if you haven't already taken a step, take it. Because a lot of times, again, like we said, our uh, our goals, write them down. You know, like you kind of have someone like you've been telling yourself, like you, you know, you want to get to the next level. But um, it's really going to come down to you, like taking responsibility. Step number one is I always tell people you, you're going to have a level of awareness that you, you're unhappy or you want to do something different. But step number two now is taking the responsibility to do something about it. And that's what's almost people. It's like, number one counts only for so long. Number two, it's going to be the most important step for you. And that is taking a step forward. So, um, yeah, like if you guys haven't already, um, check out the videos, book the call, I'll 100% recommend it, or at least continue kind of in this pathway of exploring for just a short period of time. But at some point you got to take a responsibility to do something different, right? If not, then what? Yeah. Yeah. We have 30 other episodes at this point of people just like, you know, Daniel, that we've, they've done the exact same thing. They've created, they've gone down the same path. They've, they've really crushed it. Um, so check out some of those too, if you want a little bit more information, one more time down below in the description or in the, uh, the show notes, but dude, appreciate you coming on first ever in-person podcast. Um, Aaron here for the remote closing Academy podcast. We'll see you guys in the next one. Talk soon.